Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. I ask, how free of coronavirus is Nigeria? With the surging third wave of COVID-19 in Lagos, Nigeria, and around the country, most Nigerians appear to have abandoned the use of face masks despite the surging numbers of COVID-19 patients. A survey of major markets across Lagos has revealed that most traders have abandoned the daily use of face masks, a mandatory requirement of the Lagos state government and an offence under the law. Hawkers, roadside sellers, shop traders, clothes dealers, food sellers, cart pushers, textile sellers, etc. are no longer paying attention to the safety measures. The rise in the number of coronavirus-related fatalities recorded in the last one week in Lagos presents a worrying trend of the third wave of the pandemic. From the last week in July 2021 into August 2021, the positivity rate in Lagos rose to 8.9% with frightening figures of hospitalizations and fatalities as Lagos State alone has recorded 30 COVID-related deaths in the last six days. There has been an eight-fold increase in the infection rate in Lagos, resulting in 4,300 confirmed cases in July alone, while 352 patients were admitted into the state-run isolation facilities. Yet, with all these staggering statistics, many Nigerians still believe there is no coronavirus and it is just malaria. We see Nigerians commute and go about their daily activities without nose mask, lack of social distances and hygiene. So I ask, it seems Nigeria is free of coronavirus or why are we not adhering to the safety measures? I know it's better to answer these questions if not medical personnel. I have two practicing nurses join me on the show. I have one. She's a nurse, a model, and an entrepreneur, and also works as a health and maintenance organization. Jessup Pelumi Victory is here. And I also have a registered nurse and a midwife. She's a nursing healthcare content creator and does other health-related um, issues under our brand, the Golden Pen Academy, Busari Imoleayo. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the show. Very well, thank you. All right. I'm fine, thank you. Okay. Okay, now, let's go. Why are Nigerians losing their guards on this COVID-19 issue, like, why do they think it's just malaria? Who would like to go first? Imolaya, please go first. Said I feel the reason why most Nigerians are losing guard on COVID-19 is because we like to see actual proof. Do you get my point? Okay. When a lot of people were dying in China, USA, and other countries, people could see on TV the dead bodies, the mass burial, the coffins, people on ventilators, and different things. But in Nigeria, we were more or less just seeing numbers on our WhatsApp status, on TV. We were more or less just seeing numbers being calculated. You understand? People didn't actually see people that died of COVID. And this is a country where people don't trust the government. And anything that has the hand of the government in it, they tend not to trust it until they actually see it happening. I think that is the main reason. Hmm, that's interesting. So the fact that we're not seeing, <laughs> the numbers are not surging. We're not seeing a lot of, we're just hearing people are dying, but we're not seeing them 
die, exactly. really, so to say, in case. Okay, do you share the same thoughts, Kwalumi? I just want to hear your thoughts as regards this. Do you think Imole Ayo is right? And do you think there are other reasons why um, Nigerians do not believe that it's coronavirus and it's just malaria? Um, yeah, I think that Imole Ayo is right. That's obviously like a major reason. I mean, if you're in public vehicles, downfalls and all of that, she would certainly hear people say things like this. So she's very right. But I think that there are also other reasons why people are not, you know, so stressed about the idea of coronavirus being in Nigeria. Okay, can you just share so, one or two with us? Okay. So one thing I think is it is not that Nigerians do not believe that there's no COVID-19 in Nigeria. It is that they are tired of having to deal with the reality mm. that there is COVID-19 in Nigeria. Mm. I think that it, that is what it is. I mean, everybody is stressed out. We're, we're done of hearing that it is in Nigeria. Do you understand? And then there's social media. There are so many conspiracy theories. And everybody's just tired of hearing it. It's like, I mean, I who am a nurse, I know that there is, but... I'm tired of the thought of it. Like she said, we just seen numbers. Because I'm a medical professional, I know that these are true. But otherwise, we're tired of hearing that this thing is something. We're tired of seeing it exist. And for some weird reason, we're luckier in Nigeria than in other parts of the world. I mean, if you compare the death toll or the rate of death in other countries to that in Nigeria, the gap is very wide. So I think that we are all basking in that grace, in quotes, that we're enjoying you know, and, you know, choosing to believe that it's not that big of a deal, mm, mm. for lack of a better term. Mm, I think I like that. <laughs> we, we just see it's not a big deal. <sighs> now let's talk about the third wave of the pandemic. Uh, to you, Palumi, still on you. How bad is this third wave? And are these COVID cases really true? I mean, you're a nurse, you're a medical professional, you work in that field. So you should be able to have that information if there's really a third wave and how bad it is. Yes, the COVID cases are really true. I know that when, it, like she mentioned earlier, when it comes to the government, Nigerians choose to not believe anything that the government says. But it is true. People are actually dying from the complications of this virus. Like I also said, the difference is just because outside the world, for some reason, I'm sorry, outside Nigeria, on the other side of the world, for some reason, it is hitting them harder than it is hitting us. It's like, it's like Nigerians have developed a, a resilience, like tolerance to suffering and diseases and things like that. So what will kill people in other parts of the world faster are not killing us as fast as it will. For some reason, Nigerians are not dying as rapidly as foreigners are dying from the virus. Every People are recovering from it. People are undergoing treatment. These cases are real, but luckily, because it is out there everywhere, people are easily coming to the hospitals nowadays. And, you know, everybody in the medical field is on guard, is watching, is ready for the first sign of covid so it's a case of once it comes out once we see a sign it's being treated immediately and people are recovering more easily so yes the cases are rising and it is true but maybe because people are handling it better are dealing with it better are recovering from it better might be the problem that everybody else is facing now me, do you know that's what, where i really mm -hmm. have an issue and that's why i started to talk about this fact that Nigerians, okay. we just feel that because, oh, we can sit in our house and then use the back of pineapple with lemongrass and boil it and drink <laughs> water and bury our head in steaming hot um, mentol and inhale that steam, we're going to be fine. Don't you think that we're beginning to take this for granted? 
Yes, we are. Mm. Of course, we can't deny that. L listen, the, the first thing that Nigerians are dealing with in this case is that the, the um, ratio of illiterate people to literate people, you already know, you and I both know that the illiterate are, are um, what's it called now, are way more, more mm. than us literate people. That is obvious. And now, um, remove the issue of illiteracy. Nigerians have learned that Nigerians are the kind of people that like to stick to what they know. Nigerians do not like to learn new things. As in, we have a narrow-minded point of view. When we believe that this is our culture, we don't want to learn that other things can be done. It is seen in every aspect of life, morally, spiritually. We just want to stick to what we know. Mm. I mean, there was this day that a proco doctor tweeted something about how even though he's a doctor, his mom still tells him that certain things are the things that will work for certain things. And he has to remind her that, mom, I'm a doctor. I face the same thing. I'm a nurse, right? And I tell my mom, mom, this so-called thing that you think will work. It doesn't actually work. She says, no, they say it works. They've done it, this, this, that, that. So yes, we're taking it for granted, but we're, we're going to keep taking it for granted because that's how Nigerians are wired, to be very honest. And like I said, because for some, for some reason, we're not dying from it, we're not as rapidly as other people are, they believe it's working. Do you understand? And there's so many people don't even get tested. So many people don't know that they have the virus. And as long as they don't die, <laughs> they don't believe it's what you know that <laughs> it's what you so if they don't if they don't ever or if they cannot recognize the symptoms and they don't go to the hospital they just tell you that oh, more not in the coronavirus then i never catch them since mm. why they go market i they come out i they enter bus <laughs> i don't see anything so you understand and that's do you what know do you know uh jp that many people will say that many nigerians have had this covid but they just probably just treated something and they never even knew they had covid you know many you see what i mean by <laughs> for some stroke of luck i don't know what grace i mean god's grace is so obvious mm. in this nigeria because for some stroke of luck i'm telling you many people have dealt with this thing and are not dying i don't know if it's because our body is used to suffering <laughs> <laughs> all right but honestly then. for all some right reason mm. yes mm. Imali, you're coming to you i mean you've heard all that jp has said and our back and forth and all of that now I remember vividly last year we went on a complete total lockdown and it affected our economy. Many many Nigerians lost their jobs. Many companies had to lay off staff because they couldn't make enough money to pay salaries. Now we're nearing the third wave of the pandemic, and the Lagos State Government, Babajide Sobol, has come out to say that this one is, it has every tendency to be more serious than the other ones. Now, Imola, do you think we need a complete or a partial lockdown as a nation? With Nigeria, mm -hmm. I, I don't really think total lockdown would work with Nigeria. And I have a few reasons for saying that. Firstly, from my own point of view, I believe majority of Nigerians live on daily bread formula. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by daily bread formula? It is what they earn on a particular day that determines what they will eat that very day. So if you are telling those kind of people to stay at home, I'm sorry, I, don't, I still don't know how... The government wants to enforce mm. that kind of law or that kind of policy or that kind of, um, I don't know, that kind of program that is going to work for Nigerians. Now, I live in Ondo State, so my area is not even so... Um, people live based on salaries. And those that are not salary earners are either Okada riders or people that are selling one thing or the other market, women traders. And you understand? those are the bulk of people that make up my community. When you're telling those kind of people to stay home, who is going to buy the, whatever they are selling? And where are they going to get food from? So I feel total lockdown would not even work. And I've even mentioned it that 
Nigerians don't trust their governments. Mm. So once the government says we are saying uh, we should have total lockdown because of COVID or because of one thing or the other, people are just going to say that that is their own. You can't tell me not to go out or not to have free movement because of COVID while your children, then they start making references to those that have their children abroad or those that are treating their ailments abroad. They'll start making reference and all sorts. So for Nigeria, if anything would work, it would actually be a partial lockdown. Let's be realistic. But then again, Imolia, your partial lockdown, really, is it really partial? Because, I mean, what I understand from partial lockdown is probably those that are on essential workers, that are essential workers go to work, probably you go to work 8 a.m., you get back 6 p.m. By 6 p.m., there's a lockdown again, nobody's to go out. But how are we even sure that between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., if you want to catch COVID, you will not catch COVID? Ma, you said, <laughs> was it 8 a.m. and... Um, 6 p.m. <laughs> COVID is airborne. Mm. Even if you stay in your house, just open the window, let air come in. We've caught COVID already. This is airborne. You understand what I'm trying to say? This, are, this, this, this is a country where you have 8, 10 people living in a room. Mm. So what's the point of the total lockdown? If we, people still don't have places to stay, the pop, in fact, some areas are overpopulated, some areas are densely populated, like the living conditions of people are too poor mm. for you to more or less subject them to this thing called total lockdown. For me, I'm speaking from point of, of the point of view of the masses. Mm. I understand that we need lockdown if we are going to um, prevent COVID-19 spreading or anything like that. But I believe that if you put total lockdown, if you enforce total lockdown in Nigeria, people will die more of poverty and hunger than the COVID itself. Mm. Mm. I like people that point you just made. Hunger will kill people more. These that comes to, uh, that are coming to steal food stuff will kill people more. Hunger will kill people more. Depression will kill people more than the COVID we are trying to prevent. Amazing. Amazing thought there. JP, looking at this, I mean, uh, Imolia just told us that we should not even try it because what you are running from is what will end up killing you, right? So do you share thoughts? Do you share the same thoughts with her? Yeah, absolutely. I do share the same thoughts with her. I know it's expected as health professionals, mm. we should like, um, you know, be on the side of what is right, but to be very realistic, Nigeria is not the country that can handle a lockdown. I mean, the lockdown that we were on last year was proof of that. It is absolutely crazy. Now, it wasn't bad enough when, you know, we were where people were complaining about lack of food and starvation and loss of jobs. It eventually got to the point where people were coming to our houses to rob us. Unfortunately for us in Nigeria, the hoodlums, the bad people, they hurt us who are suffering alongside them. Do you understand? So for that reason alone, I mean, Nigeria is not the place for a lockdown. And, you know, like she said, or like you said, a partial lockdown, they say eight to six come out, come to market on certain days. I mean, is it that, um, you know, COVID is giving our top people, um, <laughs> what's it called? It's giving them looking information Time table. that half hour from 8 to 6 o'clock, I will not come outside. I'm not going to do a thing. I won't do I go chill for now. Oh, boy. <laughs> but Nigeria is not the place for a total lockdown. Mm. I, I mean, remove what's it called. Remove the feeding and everything. People are... People are tired. I think that people are exhausted. I was talking to friends about it a few days back, and I said that it's just a personally, I'm a medical professional, right? But I'm tired. I'm tired of dealing with lockdown. I'm tired of dealing with the reality of COVID, right? I, I cannot, 
I mean, that lockdown last year was a crazy time. A lot of people are sad. I mean, everybody's going to events and everything because people are just exhausted. And, you know, some Nigerians have the thought of, oh, if COVID doesn't kill people, other things will kill people. And then they want, they want to experience life before they die. So All right. I think that people are exhausted. Nigerians have bigger problems to deal with. I'm saying, like, for people, like, COVID is the least of their worries. Hmm. For some people, COVID is the absolute least of their worries. They, are, they have bigger things to deal with. I'm telling you, and like she mentioned, she mentioned living conditions and things like that. And if COVID does not kill some of these people, other things will kill them eventually. Right. Now, this right, is not JP. saying that we should not do the right thing, but these are excuses that people are mm. using. You know, we'll come doing back the right to doing thing. the right thing. We'll come back to how we can now make Nigerians to just at least, please, because it's still here, to just turn towards that side of being responsible when it comes to adhering to the COVID-19 rules. Now, Imoli Ayo, talking about the vaccine, the Lagos State government has said that 161,040 out of the 404,414 residents who got the first dose of the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine administered in March 2021, they did not return for the second dose. Now, please help us understand how the vaccination works, the reason why they must return for the second dose, where you can get it, what are things to look out for while getting the vaccine and all of that. Okay. For, to the best of my knowledge or to the best of my understanding, with COVID-19 vaccine, the way it was designed, you don't get full immunity until you've completed the two doses of the vaccine, like you've gotten the two shots of the vaccine. The same way COVID-19 requires two shots, most vaccines require one or two shots. Like your oral OPV will come like in three doses. You could have some coming in four doses, like tetanus and every other thing like that. So for COVID-19 vaccine, you don't get full immunity until you've completed those two doses. You understand what I'm trying to say, Ma? Go ahead, please. We, we can hear you. We understand you quite right. The fact that you've taken, uh, from my knowledge or what I've read concerning this um, COVID vaccine itself, the fact that you've collected one dose, one particular dose, if you are still exposed to this new strain or, or let me say, new gene or new form of this COVID, doesn't entirely mean that you won't come down with COVID because you don't have full or total immunity yet. You get my point, ma'am? So it is quite important that they should get the second dose of the vaccine. But let's be honest. I already said it. Nigerians don't trust their government. And any program that is left in care of the government, people tend not to take it serious. Another thing that I noticed has been a challenge to people getting their second dose is that most of these hostels are not within their, their areas of residence. Some cannot even access the vaccine. Like, Somebody going to work by 8 to 10 a.m. and place where they're giving the vaccine, they are closing. Or let's say 8 to 4 p.m. And place where they're giving the vaccine, they close by 3.30 or 4. So before you even return from work, they've stopped giving vaccine. You know, there are just so many challenges around people getting the second dose of the vaccine, except aside their nonchalant attitude. Okay. All right, then. So talking about um, the administration, how do you think that we can reach more people when it comes to this vaccine? I mean, do we have them available in every of our general hospitals around us? They are not always readily available, to the best of my knowledge. Okay. They bring them in batches. 
you understand they could bring some amount of vaccine to a particular um into the country at this point and people have to take it then those that haven't taken it when it came uh, when that batch came would have to wait till the next batch comes in before they take in the vaccine but if you if the government wants to actually reach more people they have to go to where the people are when they were giving out uh, i remember as a child when there is immunization ongoing this um, nurses, the community health extension workers, and other people trained to give the vaccine used to come to churches. They'll go to churches, bus, go to areas where people are living. They, like they go into the community to administer the vaccine. You're with me, Ma. Have you like? Did you remember? Anything of course. Like that? While I was growing up, uh, the polio vaccine yeah, that but, we received it was in, it was administered in church. I was in church when they came to administer it. Oh, the COVID vaccine. I mean, the polio. While I was growing up. So that one, and that, that that was actually very effective because it was easier for people to access the vaccine. But from, from my knowledge, what happens in my area now, you have to come to the hospital before you get the COVID vaccine. And they'll, uh, if they give to an, uh, a particular point, they'll tell you, okay, the vaccine is no more available. You have to come back tomorrow. So that kind of thing is actually stressful for Nigerians. Nigerians hate stress. No, people generally, human beings generally, we hate stress. So anything that is going to stress us, we are not, we are most likely not going to be interested in doing this. So if there is a way that the vaccine can be taken round, the same way polio vaccine was taken round, I think that would be best to reach more people. Mm. I agree with you on that one. I mean, I myself, um, if I can get the opportunity where probably I'm at work or I'm in church or I'm probably at a park and then someone just comes with uh, these nurses and community health extension workers come and then administer the vaccine. I think you'll be able to reach more people. They'll be able to reach those that live in the suburbs of Lagos. Those areas that uh, people don't really know what's, they don't even have healthcare facilities around them. If they can make it, if they can go to them, go to the people instead of the people coming to you. I think that would also help out in administration of the vaccines and it will make Nigerians trust the government some more. Absolutely. Now, JP, talking about the coronavirus and we know we've agreed right here on this conversation that it's not that Nigerians do not know there's corona. They read, they know about it, that it's coronavirus. But the issue is we've developed this sort of resistance to it. I mean, sometime last year, when I tell my friend, oh, I tell my dad, two people just got COVID. You you feel that fear. Oh my God, COVID, are you serious? Hope you didn't touch them. Hope you were not with them and all of that. But now when you tell them, oh, my friend was is down with COVID, you just say, oh, you'll be all right. Don't worry, you'll be okay. <laughs> you get that kind of thing. All right then. So how can we help Nigerians? Help, how can we help them wear nose mask? How can we help them sanitize? Irrespective of the fact that we've developed resistance to it. <laughs> Sorry, before I comment on this, I want to add something to what she said about the vaccine. Okay. I hope that's okay. Yes, really quickly. Okay. So, there are also other reasons why people will not want to take the vaccines. And that's because Nigerians have always had a myth about vaccination. Like even before COVID vaccination, I'm talking about even polio, tuberculosis, all the vaccinations that we've known about. There are people who to date do not receive vaccinations for their children. Look about it affecting fertility. And you know, with this whole COVID thing, there's been a whole conspiracy virus. It bears the mark of Satan, 666, 5G, blah, blah, blah. So even if vaccines are made available, this issue, this myth and the illiteracy factor you know, would prevent a lot of people from getting the vaccines. And then she also said something about, or you and you agreed about um, 
the way they give vaccines in the past, where they will come around to homes and houses and, you know, give vaccines. You know, so there was something in the news recently about some people who pretended to be giving COVID vaccines and only God knows what they were injecting in people. Mm. I, for that reason, I don't think that the government wants to encourage you know, health professionals going to give COVID vaccines at home because of these things that have happened before. And personally, anybody came to my house and said that they are from the government, whatever the proof they show me, I will not believe that because, you know, when you hear bad things in Nigeria, you tend to take lessons from what you've heard. So that's that about the vaccines. So you understand that, right? Yes, I absolutely do. Now I see that challenge yeah. there. Nigerians might not yeah. want you to inject them at home because they believe, where are you from? Where are you coming from? Who are you? Exactly. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, even the government will not want that risk. And myself being a medical professional will not take that from anybody. So yeah, that's that about the vaccines. So um, back to how we can help Nigerians. <laughs> mm. I sincerely have no idea. Mm. <laughs> now, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, <laughs> no. but I sincerely have no idea because we've done everything except we. I mean, like, like I just told you, we just developed the resistance. So Nigerians have this thing. It's like a defense mechanism. Is this thing where they do where after a while things don't bother them as much anymore, and then they begin to make jokes about it and. It's, it's how they survive. Yeah, a coping mechanism. Yes, exactly that. A coping mechanism. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.